Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? It's been yeah, a couple of weeks. It has been, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? To be honest with you, I almost forgot about this episode tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there too and I was feeling a bit dopey on the couch and you text me and I was like, shit, that's right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I know. Because I text, well, that's when I texted you. I said to my wife, because we were having dinner, and I said, oh, shit, I've got the podcast tonight. And that's when I texted you and said, bro, <laughs> you, you up for this? Because obviously you, you've hurt your neck. when You were semi with us on the last episode explaining how you'd managed to hurt yourself. But for those that missed it, please do enlighten us again. Yep. No, I'm still, still recovering. I'll be recovering for quite a while, I would say. I've actually uh, got – when I went to the fracture clinic on Thursday and they found another broken bone. So I've got six broken bones in my back. Shit. Oh, they found another uh, one. Yeah, what, is it- yeah, so it wasn't too fucking good. Now, I um, I don't know what happened, honestly, mate. I, I'm not blowing my own horn, but I'm a good dirt bike rider. You are. And it's just one of those freak accidents. It just – I come – I was a big wide open flat track, come around the corner, not even going really that quick. And it was real slippery, but I just, something happened. It was a bit of a drain across the track in front of me. And as I went to sort of wheelie over it, I come out of a corner, straightened up, went to wheelie over it. The back of the bike kicked out, must have hit something in the mud. And I, yeah, I just shot across the track and half airborne because I was going over a bit of a drain. And the bike threw me off and just happens to be a pine tree right there. It was the only pine tree for about three or four meters in every direction. And I just headbutted it straight into it, like the top of my head, like I was like Superman, straight into it. And um, yeah, it just brought me to an instant stop. Mm. As <laughs> but, it would. Uh, it's kind of lucky in a way that I hit it dead on because the, the um, orthopedic uh, back surgeon guy, whatever he was, he said to me that if you hit, if it was on an angle and it had a rotated your neck, you know, it probably could would have just about snapped your neck, you know, like. It's just the impact was directly on my spine, like directly down the line of my spine. So I've broken the little – there's a little bone that sticks straight out your back, like yep. a fin. Yeah. Um, I've broken four of those off. So if you run your the, hand, run your hand down the back of your neck and then you get to a point where it sort of is a little bit pointy, that's the bit you've those broken. Those lumps, yep. Between your shoulder blades, those lumps, mm. when you can feel a lumpy bit, I've broken those off. Four of them from the C C five, C six, C seven, and T one, and compression fractured the T six and T nine in my back. That's from the end loading like that. You know, mm. just squashed it basically. Yeah. So, Jeez, is that like the step before being paralysed? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Every doctor and every person I've you know that has experience in this field that I've spoken to has said you're bloody lucky. Mm. All said you're very lucky. She said they've seen accidents like that where people don't walk again. Yeah. So it's a bit of a wake-up call, to be honest, mate. It's I'm not as young as I used to be, and I don't flex like I used to. So I think there's a bit of a change coming. I think it's um, when I'm, I'm not going to give up riding because of it. Yeah, I'm just going to change the way I do it. And well, yeah, I do have a neck brace which I wasn't wearing that day. But I'll get, I'm going to buy a better new one. I need a new helmet too because I, <laughs> I actually smashed my helmet. That's how much impact there was. Mm. Uh, I got a carbon fiber fly racing helmet and it just smashed it. Yeah, so, I, you did say though when we caught up with you on the phone in the previous episode, you did mention it, that that neck brace though may not have prevented this based on what the nah, neck brace is. Uh, it was a yeah, like a lineal compression, not a not an angular. Mm. If if I'd had my neck brace on and it had gone on an angle. 
then the neck brace would have saved me and I would have been sweet, you know, like it would have just gone. But yeah, it's just because just of the angle I hit on. It's just, you couldn't get it more direct. Like mm. <laughs> there was even bits of my helmet like stuck in the tree. Jeez. My little shards of the helmet were still stuck in the tree and they were like right smack in the middle of the tree. You couldn't get it more dead on. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people. I'm glad to, to see that you're still here with us, obviously, and you're able to walk to your seat to do this episode. Yeah, yeah, lucky. Yeah. Got a bit of, it's not too bad. Like, you, you think having broken bones in your back would be really, really painful. Mm. It's actually not too bad. Like, well, I broke my wrist quite a few years ago now, but that was way more painful than this. And, yeah, I don't even notice the bones that are broken off between my shoulder blades. I don't even notice them. It's just, it's almost like you just got a little ache in there. Yeah. But your movement's so, restricted, or are you deliberately restricting your movement just to. It is restricted a little bit. If I try and turn my neck too hard in one direction, that's when it hurts a little yeah. bit. Uh, I am restricting it a little bit. I'm just trying to stay, keep it still and just get everything to settle down and heal and then get on it. Mm. I was, at the, you know, I was going through my head. I was lying in the hospital bed all sort of half strapped to the bed because it wouldn't allow me to move because of spinal injuries, you know, when I was in the hospital in A&E and I was lying there the whole time going, God, I hope we don't have to cancel our holiday down to the South Island again. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? Because you are meant to be coming down. The last time you all got too sick to come down and we thought, okay, we'll try again October. <laughs> and then you did yeah. this and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, mate. I tell you what, this just has not been our year. Now, my wife's stressed to the eyeballs. Uh, all kinds of shit going on at the moment. It's just on top of this, our son's been a little rat bag and got himself into a bit of strife. I won't get too deep into it, but yeah. he's in a bit of trouble at the moment. Kids, so mate. Kids. It's been a year for a day. It's just yeah. been shit thing after shit thing. Uh, Anis Horribles, I think we can call it, mate. Oh, well. Anyway, glad to hear you're all good. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. A tree guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers and just shoot the sh. We're R&B and Andy G, and this is Tradio, Tradio. Well, mate, here we go, and uh, actually, this particular episode, I might just add, uh, is just before our first birthday. The, the Tradio first birthday. Jeez, is it? Yeah. God, it's been that long already. Yeah, so it's episode 28, and we released our first episode last year on the 23rd of September. Now, uh, for those listening, we record this, obviously, a little bit before it goes out. So the day that this will actually go on air will be Friday the 23rd of September, which will mark the first birthday of Tradio. Happy birthday to you! <laughs> Actually, I think I think I've got a button on my uh, on my little fandangled device here somewhere, which has got a. Cl- oh, here we go. You want to utilise that a bit more, mate? Yeah, I think we should. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, look, they're still going, mate. Oh, thank you. Um, anyway, yeah, we, we need to have a think about what kind of sound effects we want to put on it, and then I can start using it a little bit more. 
you got to put a fart on there. That's always funny. Farts are always funny. Yeah, I suppose they are. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you? Um, What else is there? I suppose when we do the dad joke off, you can tell a really funny joke and we'll get everyone to go. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a sitcom. So funny. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, if you joke shit, then this will happen. <laughs> yeah, I could chuck a fart in there. I'm sure we could probably record that one ourselves. Actually, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> you or me? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so almost our first birthday, and what a pleasure it's been, mate. I think it's been fantastic for us to stay in touch because, you know, when when I and the family moved down to Christchurch, we're obviously now a thousand k's apart, and we had a good a good friendship going when we were both living up there in Thames. And it's just been good to stay in touch, really, and keep the thing keep the flame burning. Yeah, mate, definitely. And then when we're it's down, it's a shame you're not up here because the uh, the boat doesn't get used as much as it used to. <laughs> yeah, true that. I suppose it won't for a little while yet either, will it? Until your neck's a bit better. No, I was gonna. We were planning on actually going to the beach house the weekend, just gone and taking the boat and going, starting to use to get some fishing in. And then what do I do? I go and freaking injure myself. So that was on the back burner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you kind maybe of... next year will be a better year. Well, let's hope so, mate. I mean, it's almost that time as well, isn't it, when you think about it? We're only a couple of months away from it. But um, it's not – because I hurt my back a while back. Nowhere near as bad as you, but I I hurt my back in um, lifting – I lifted lifted a crate of beetroot, actually, on the veggie farm that I work on, and I twisted myself wrong and ended up going to physio for like six weeks. And it was was horrible. So it's not until you hurt your back you realise how much you depend on it. Yeah, true, mate. You don't realise how much you utilise it. Eh? Yeah. Incredible. Just don't take your back for granted. I think that's the big rule you can pull out of that. Yep. The worst thing is when when I had the x-rays done on my back, the, uh, at the this was the second lot at the clinic, the lady goes, oh, I said to her, what are those little things on my vertebrae there? And she goes, oh, those little burrs sticking out the edge. She goes, oh, that's arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I go, really? And she goes, yeah, that's um, bone spurs stick starting to form on the couple of vertebrae. And she said, oh, that's the early signs of osteoarthritis in your back. I was like, oh, great. Sure. So is this, <laughs> this in- getting old is awesome. Yeah, isn't it just? This injury then that you've got, is that going to exasperate the um, arthritis or what? Supposedly, the woman said to me, those compression fractures, they heal really well and they heal they call them a contained compression fracture, so they didn't actually the bone the bone didn't splinter apart. It just stayed intact. Mm. It just like just like energy went through it and cracked it. So she said they heal really well. You won't even notice them. She yep. said give it eight weeks. She said you'll be back to one hundred percent bonus. So yeah, I'll, I might have a little bit of bone floating around up in the top part though. Yeah, she said there's one of the little things that broke off. The others are sort of re- rejoining, but one of them hasn't rejoined. It's moved further away. Mm. And she said, when they do that, they don't tend to rejoin. They just stay like that. And she said, in 10 years from now, you might, if it irritates you, they might go in and slice it open and take the piece of bone out. Oh, nice. But um, she said, that's way, that'll be way down the track. I'm sure you'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Chuck it in your diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So did you actually sell one of your bikes then? Or are you going to? No, no, I've only got the one. Now. Oh, you've only got the yeah. one. Right. I sold the other. I had three at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> only because I, 
I got one that, off a guy that was quite a good bike, but he was wanted to get rid of it for cheap, and I brought it off him, and I knew what the problem was, so I fixed that. Yeah. And I rode it for a while. It's a bloody, I regret selling it now, actually. I should never have sold it. It was a good little four-stroke bike that I brought, um, but I sold that, and I brought the new YZ to replace the gas gas I had, and uh, then I sold the gas gas. So I should never have done that. I'm going to go, the, the thing I am going to do is I'm going to sell the YZ now, and um, go back to uh, like the gas gas I had, but it's yep. called a Reju now, which is one that my mate sells. So I'm going to get a get a uh, go back to an enduro bike instead of a motocross bike. So just more placid. Yep. Electric start, good for old old men like me to ride around on. <laughs> good for old buggers. So yep. a bit slower. Well, you can ride it fast if you want to, but they do go. They are better at going slow on. They handle better, so motocross bikes don't like going slow. Does it have uh, training wheels? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> just about. <laughs> Need it. Imagine that, eh? Come around the track and you got these big, like, balloon tyres on the outside of training wheels. Woohoo! <laughs> Look at me, Mum! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a big a floaty, boy. A set of floaties on at the same time. <laughs> I'm a big boy now! Training <laughs> You have a bit of history as a pilot. Uh, a see, bit. there was a plane crash just up the road from you a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of our friends was the first on the scene. Yeah, Mr. Booth, Mr. Edwin Booth, our South African Mr. mate. Edwin Booth, yeah. And he was very <laughs> he was very widely uh, written about in the newspaper when, yeah. he, when the article came out. He was Local a resident, Edwin Booth. <laughs> yeah, and like he was on Stuff New Zealand Herald, and that's about all I saw. Oh, and on some of the local radio station pages as well. He must have been feeling a million dollars then. Uh, I don't know what happened. Eh? I've, I've I've heard a few rumours and read a few articles, and some people say he was just coming in too low and clipped the power lines, and other people say he ran out of fuel on approach to you yeah. know, the land, it's and um, yeah, and just lost altitude, and one of his. One of his wheels clipped the line. Yeah, the power lines. I reckon yeah. it was like a big bungee cord. It went boing <laughs> right out, and the plane went boof into the ground, and then it went boing and spl- sprung back up. <laughs> oh wow, gee, that would have been yeah. that would have been frightening that way because those power lines yeah. are high tension it, as well, aren't they? It probably saved the guy's life, to be honest, because it, it took the shock out of the impact, and he sort of went out like a big bungee, and then it hit the ground, and then the thing sprung back, and he hopped out of the plane and was sweet. So, no injuries. Sounds like a storyline for a Looney Tunes cartoon, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gee. Yeah, but uh, he was very lucky, was he? A solo student pilot, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd only just, I think he'd done a, like a couple of solo flights and he was only very, obviously very new to it mm. and made a made a mistake, obviously, somewhere. Yeah, because you've got a bit of a flying history yourself, eh? Yeah, I flew out of the same club for, for quite a few years. Mm. Yeah, Mainly gliders. I'm a glider pilot. I've trained up to do that, but yeah. I did fly the power planes a little bit out of there, yeah, you know, Cessnas and stuff. It was good fun. It's good fun, eh, flying the little planes in that round? Yeah, well, unless you hit power lines. Unless you hit power lines, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad the guys were right anyway. Yes, yeah, it was pretty lucky. So how's the family been, mate? Obviously, we haven't had a proper catch-up in about a month, so uh, everyone going Yeah, right? good. Everyone's managed to avoid sickness for the last little while, which is good. But, um, like I said before, Blake's got himself in a little bit of strife, but yeah. that's all right. We'll 
that's for another, that's a story for another day. It's the age, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, you're starting to get to that age. He's getting a bit boisterous. Yeah, must be looking forward to a break then, eh? Oh, mate. Oh, I don't think I've ever looked forward to going away somewhere and just doing nothing for so ever, you know? It's just need it. Both of us do here, and she's stressed to the eyeballs, so... Mm. Yeah, well, everyone here is good, mate. We're looking forward to having you down. And my toddler, Elise, she's only two, but my word, dude, she's changed a lot since you last saw her. Uh, yeah. Not not only has she got a little bit more hair now, but she's count <laughs> she's counting to ten, and she knows her name, and she, like her vocab is incredible now, and she sings the most amazing yeah. songs. Yeah, I'll just chuck a clip in actually of some bits. Yeah. Um, that, that we managed to catch recently. So you see here, they're playing with the numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Can you say it again? One, two, three. Keep going. One, two, two three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yay! <laughs> High five. Good counting. It's just incredible how much she's changed. See, you'll, you'll see it when you're down, but, uh, yeah, everyone's fine. Ashlyn has uh, just finished her soccer season, and she yep. got player of the day for the last game. Sweet. Oh, mate, she deserved it too. I've never seen yep. her uh, put herself out there so much, eh? It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah. yeah. How's the missus? Missus is good, eh? She, good. Uh, she actually, you were talking about back injuries. I uh, got home today and she's sitting on the on the on at the dining table because I came home a bit late tonight from work and they've had their dinner. She was sitting on the dining table still and normally she'd get up and, you know, and come to me as I'm walking in. It gives me smooches. And then, but she didn't tonight. And I thought, oh, fuck, what have I done? But she was still, she was still she I'm was now. she was still sitting at the dining table and I was like, You okay? I can't stand up. She's Oh shit. She's tweaked yeah. something in her back, but not actually on her spine. It's it's more to the right, um, sort of above the kidney area if you like. But she's she's right. tweaked something. She's sitting on the couch right now with a hot water bottle. Yeah, and she honestly—it's never good, eh? It's almost like a, you know, you get like a sciatic punch, but that's not yeah. where you get sciatica. It's that kind of punch feeling that she's yeah, getting. Any kind of back, any kind of back pain, as you know, mate, it's just fucking horrible. Way eh? it's the yeah. worst. I reckon back pain is one of the worst things you can have. I think so, mate. Right? Just because because you can't, you know, you like you said earlier, you don't realise how much you use your back until you can't use your back, and then mm. when you do use it, and go. Ugh! Because yeah. <laughs> it hurts so much. Exactly. Yeah. But it's good, though, because when, whenever my wife is incapable, let's just say like she is at the moment, uh, the the kids, the other kids, are just great at stepping up and helping out around the house. Yeah. So that's an absolute bonus. So, yeah, other than that, everyone's okay. Um, we should be all right for when you come down. <laughs> 
touch wood, we can all avoid sicknesses and more injuries and flight cancellations and storms and acts yeah. of God. And <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I, I reckon we should just stop talking about it now. Yep. And suddenly it's going to be here and you're going to be ready to board and come down. I think yeah, if we stop yep. talking about it, then nothing's going to go wrong. That's right. <laughs> so I went hunting recently, but uh, it was a different kind of hunting. Uh, kids and I went out hunting for the ice cream truck because... <laughs> My wife went out recently and I took the girls to the park, all three of the girls, and we could hear the ice cream truck in the distance. Yeah. That one. I think it was that one. (laughs) And um, anyway, so we could hear it and we're like, okay, it's in that direction. It must only be like just around the corner. And I guess the wind was blowing quite decently that day because the sound was certainly carrying. Anyway, the girl said, can we get an ice cream? I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? We will. Let's go find the truck. So anyway, put the put the toddler in uh, in the pram. The girls got back on their bikes, and we and I was on foot, so I couldn't go much faster than them. But we went down the where we thought the ice cream truck was, and nothing to be seen. We go out onto the main road now, so we've been walking for about five minutes, and we keep hearing it. And then we heard it much closer, and we managed to spot it. It was down the uh, about three or four blocks down uh, one of the roads that go past our house. And then suddenly it turned off down a different street. We thought it was coming at us. It's like, shit, okay. So we hot-footed it down to the road that the truck went down, and then we heard it play its tune again, and we couldn't see it. So we kept going, and we kept going, and we didn't see it again, but we could keep hearing it. It was almost like it was moving in the completely opposite direction to us. I knew you were coming. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) this turned into like a 45-minute hunt for this truck, and we'd walked around the entire neighbourhood, and it's a sizable neighbourhood, and we just kept following the sound of it, but we just couldn't catch it. Anyway, we decided to give up. Let's go home, and we'll just get some ice cream out of the freezer. Um, You know, we all fancied a soft serve, right, as you do. And anyway, so we got in the house, and no later than four minutes, the fucking thing pulls up outside our house. (laughs) (laughs) And then then here's the other kicker, right? I was just thinking, imagine if we had caught the ice cream truck. He didn't take FPOS, and I didn't have cash on me anyway. So, (laughs) I was like, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I was like, what are the chances? Anyway, it pulls up outside of our house. I managed to find some cash, which was in my car, luckily, and managed to get a couple of ice creams for the kids. But I was just thinking, imagine if we'd been hunting it, you know, for half an hour and eventually caught up and he he didn't take FPOS, and we wouldn't have been able to get anything anyway. (laughs) And then the. Trip. <laughs> yeah, and then the dagger was driven further into us um, when he pulled up outside our house after a 45-minute fruitless search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually the way. <laughs> I can just uh, just imagine the ice cream man driving past us with his two fingers up just looking at us like that. Eh? <laughs> you probably knew you. You could probably saw you in the distance and went, I'll get these buggers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder how many of those ice cream truck drivers actually see people darting towards them and they go, fuck you, I'm going this way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've made my quota for the day. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. He would have. He would have made a bit out of us, though. Yeah, yeah. didn't make. I didn't have enough cash for me to have an ice cream in the car, so the kids got one. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that was a fun day's hunting. <laughs> yeah, best kind of hunting, ice cream hunting. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I hear you might be looking at a new forte in life. Yeah, new job. Yeah, which starts in a week. 
But don't worry, I'll be able to catch up with you guys when you're here, so it's not going to get in the yep. way of that too much. But yeah, um, so Monday, well, it's meant to be Monday the 26th, but that's now an observed public holiday for the Queen. Yeah. And so now my my new job starts on Tuesday the 27th, and um, what it is, it's a one 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 call handler for St John. So I'll be working yep. in the communications department, taking all the one 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 calls from people who are in, you know, times of need. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be um, certainly interesting. The thing is, I've sort of, I know I've been trying to become a, a career firefighter, and I, I have tried and have, have just dipped out at a few different levels of uh, stages of um, the, the recruitment process, which is you know down to my own fitness. But there's also a part of me that really wanted to work in the communication centres for yep. the emergency services because, A, I've got the communications experience, which is, you know, a couple of decades on the yep. radio, and yep. then I've, I've got the emergency services experience through the volunteer firefighting side of things. So that, for me, is just it just handshakes perfectly. Yep. So, yeah, 20, uh, 27th of uh, September, Tuesday, I start a 10-week course which will train me up yep. for the job, and, yeah, that's kind of where I'm headed. Ah, sweet. Yeah, it's good though because yeah. it's it, the first five weeks is just solely training. The second five weeks of the ten week block will be taking live calls with a mentor, so someone who you know has been doing it for a couple of years. And yep. then after the whole ten week period, I'll be signed off to take calls so, uh, solo. Yeah. Uh, so I can do it on my own. Is it shift work? It is shift work. Yeah. So it'll be yep. uh, two days, two nights, four off, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually quite decent. Um, yeah. I know it's going to be a bit of getting used to, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to having that four-day block off because yeah. that would change every week because of the structure of the shifts, but yeah. that would afford me the chance to take the kids to school, to pick the kids up from school. Uh, I'll be able to turn out for fire call-outs during the day, which I've not been able to, Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. But then it could mean working Christmas Day. It could mean working some of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But that's something. It's part and parcel, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, that's something you know when you're going into it. But I'm just looking forward to the new challenge. So yeah, in answer to your question, yeah. I, I've I've got a new forte. <laughs> yeah, sweet man. Now, because I know you, a while ago you were sort of looking to do it, and I think you, you might have missed out. Yeah. Well, on, I on a, a while back. Yeah. Oh, I think it was last year. Might have, yeah, might have been last year. I applied to the Fire and Emergency Communications Department, and I think this that that particular role was as a dispatcher. The dispatcher yeah. is the one who talks to the uh, stations and the appliances and sends them out to the jobs, yeah. and they're the ones that the appliances will talk to. Whereas the call handler role, which I've got for St John, is actually taking the one 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 calls and passing the info on to the dispatchers. So I think maybe I wasn't quite up to dispatcher level when I applied for that job. But the only thing that they seemed to think I I didn't do in the interview process was sell myself enough, which still guts me to this day because, you know, I talked to them for about an hour and ten minutes about me. (laughs) How much selling do you want me to do? I know. But anyway, look, they had their reasons that didn't work out, but obviously this was meant to be, so I'm looking forward to relishing, you know, getting on with it. I'm excited. Yeah, it'd be sad to leave the farm. Yeah, but um, I can always go back as a casual because I have some spare days on my days off if I'm not sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. You're probably you'd be catching up on sleep, I'd say. Yeah, be interesting to oh, see yeah. how it works. Trading.
Melissa said you're doing a new radio show or something as well. <laughs> yeah. Radio or something. Yeah, so Radio Southland. Um, uh, yeah, it'd be my first time on the Invercargill Airwaves for 13 years because I used to work on More FM down there. Yeah. And I know the owner of the station, or the, the, the general manager of the station, Darren. I knew, yep. knew him from back in the uh, old days of radio down there. And because, I, you know, I've lived in the UK and I'm a massive fan of Oasis and The Verve and Ash and Cast and all the Britpop bands. I've just got an absolute love for that yep. era of music. And what they do is they have people from all walks of life doing shows on this radio station because it's an access radio station and it just yep. every hour is a different show. And what they don't have is a Britpop show. So I said to him, I said to Darren, do you want a Britpop show? I'd love to do one. So, yeah, yeah so one hour a week, it's all it is. It's on a, I think, I, I need to clarify this, but it's on a Thursday, I think, from seven till eight, and then again on the, replayed on the Saturday. Oh, yeah. And that starts October 6th. So, yeah, it's going to be a Britpop show, which is going to be a sort of a different theme every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which would be pretty, oh. pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I'll keep you keep you even busier again. Yeah, and your bloody voiceover work. And- yeah, well, luckily with that though, <laughs> luckily with that, I can uh, put together a month's worth of shows in one hit, and then um, yeah, yeah, yep. it won't be too bad. So if I've got I've got all the music ready to go, I can just do all the bits in between and just send the file to them, and they'll just load it up for the day it's meant to play. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's, go down your way, eh? Oh, yeah. I just uh, <laughs> as soon as I said, you know, when I sent it to him and I got it all organised, I had a moment of reflection and I thought, do I really have time for this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this this is gonna this is gonna be my my hobby uh, show. Yeah. I think it's gonna be because it's I'm not being paid for it. It's just one that's gonna it's just gonna sit as a bit of a hobby show, I think, and then yeah. Doesn't take a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. But up my alley, so why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking talking about British things at the moment, eh? You'd be in you'd be in a little bit of a state of mourning at the moment, wouldn't you? Oh, I'm so devastated. Your uh, beloved Queenie. I'm not really much of a royalist, to be honest with you, mate. Um, to be honest, neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's obviously. I mean, look, it was inevitable that it was going to happen one day. Yeah. But I, I think do, some people I feel get a little bit fucking carried away with it. <laughs> they do. They do, man. Um, I don't, yeah. Look, I, what I'm going to say, I'm not going to be a fence sitter on this. I'm going to be straight up and say that I'm just not into royalty whatsoever. But I do feel for those that, that are royalists and, you know, it's yeah. an emotional thing when you've got an attachment to someone and yeah. things change. Um, people die. I feel sorry for them. Yes, I do. Of course I do. And then and the family and Charles and the grandkids and all that. But, yeah, for me, it didn't really hit me that hard, to be honest. Nah, neither. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yep. So what do you yeah. think, though? You know how people were queuing for, like, almost 24 oh, hours? That. No way. Do you think nah. Do you think she was even in that box? It's a 20-kilometre frickin' queue, uh, whatever yeah. it was. Some ridiculous length. Yeah. It's like, No. But do you think she was take twenty four hours to get through the line? (laughs) (laughs) I think I've got better things to do. (laughs) They only just cut it off not so long ago. uh, The line they cut it because obviously her funeral's starting. And can you imagine if you'd queued for twenty hours and suddenly about two or three people in front of you, they was like, "Sorry, going to shut it Mm. now." Sorry, here's the end of the line. Mm. 
Go home, mate. Yeah, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> but back to my original question, though, do you think the Queen was in that coffin? I don't know if she was. I think it would just be an nah. empty coffin. Nah, it'd be an empty box. Yeah. She's probably already been entombed somewhere. So, probably. Because you'd be walking past going, it's starting to smell. Yeah, I know, that's what it's I was thinking too. I was like, <laughs> surely they couldn't have processed her body that quickly and surely it can't just lay there all that time and not start reeking. Yeah, yeah, that's from my thoughts as well. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. But I, yeah, some like you see these people that are like bawling their eyes out on the street, like as a like their own family member. Eh? It's mm. like, and, uh, I watched it uh, on the even an example on the news tonight was there was a family camping out on the side of the road, and there's this little tent set up on the pavement, and they had snacks and all the food and stuff there. And the woman's like, "Oh yeah, my son's got his laptop, and he's got his iPhone, and he's got this to play with if he needs to, and we've got our sleeping bag set up." And the kids like, "I've never been camping before. This is all, you know, this is great." And I'm like. <laughs> You're camping on the footpath, mate. That's not camping, <laughs> mate. You go yeah. you go do some proper camping and then come back to us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. So those, those are the people I feel for because they obviously have a um, an invested interest in the royal family, but, yeah, yeah. They, can, they can do that. That's not for me, mm. thanks. I know there's a lot of people in the world that believe in all that. You know, me, I'm sort of like, I think we're, we're in quite a modern society nowadays and, I think like kings and queens are a thing of ancient times, you know, like we, don't need, we need leaders. We need leaders in our society to help lead us through and get things done like councils and governments. But I think when it comes to um, royalty as such like that, it's, it's kind of a, um, I don't know. They, 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 we don't really necessarily need them as such anymore. No. You know, their, their time has come and gone. We've got to grow up and move yeah. on from things like that. You know, if, so. if I was ever given the chance to meet, you know, the king or whatever, and like you have to bow and you have to curtsy to Camilla, and I'd be like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, I'd be like, too. Like, why nah, do you, why do you, why do I have to fucking bow? Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking dead right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it, mate. It's like who the, they're just flesh and bone like everybody else, you know, like what makes them so much more important than you that you have to fucking bow to them. But then you think back to like day dot, how did royalty come about? Did one caveman have a bigger baton than another caveman and <laughs> he won the fight? So now he's in charge, he's royalty, you have to give him half your money. Well, I don't know how it works. I heard this other thing as well, that back in the, like we're talking back in the 13, 1400s, maybe slightly later, but apparently if you just got married, then the king, if he so desires, can come and have sex with your wife. Oh, yeah, the D. That was a Scottish thing. It was like out of the movie Braveheart. Something like that. Some of those fucked yeah, up. Yeah, there was actually a thing in place back then that, um, yeah, they were allowed to come and basically deflower your missus and... Uh, <laughs> Put their seed in there for you because yeah. you know they were above you and they were better. Their genetics was better. Oh, so. What the fuck is that bullshit? And you know, no, I know that a lot of those rules are gone now, but there's still some ridiculous ones in place, and I think it's still bullshit. You know, Prince Charlie coming along wanting to give you Mrs. One. <laughs> oh, hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, can you lift one skirt? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it anymore. No, no, we'll get we'll get cut off in a minute. <laughs> oh shit! We've just yeah. been red flagged, mate. We're gonna have to yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. we're gonna have Scotland yeah. Yard all over us now. <laughs> <laughs> and did you hear what cracked me up the other day? Was I like, 
oh, William and, you know, Prince William and Prince Harry, oh, poor Prince Harry, blah, 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 Prince William. And they're going on about it, and they go, in the next fucking breath, they go, oh, and Prince William is going to inherit just under a billion dollars, <laughs> and his father is giving him a $23 million a year allowance out of the money. And it's like, fuck, man, if I was getting a $23 million a year allowance, I'd be pretty fucking happy too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Harry's probably getting something similar. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Not as much, though. Yeah. Won't be as Not much. Not quite as much. He's probably only getting $15 million allowance a year. Or something. <laughs> Poor Not, bastard. Not bad, is it, for walking <laughs> away from the family? It's like, Dad, I'm leaving the family. Oh, well, I'll give you a $15 million allowance a year then, son. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suck on that. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're only getting $8 million less than your brother. That'll fucking teach you. <laughs> <laughs> so I went snowboarding recently we had a good dumping of snow up on the Alps near us yeah, yeah. it's the first time in a while actually uh, my wife's snowboard was actually rusty on the edges because we hadn't used it she hadn't used it in so long so yeah. she went and bought this special tool to sharpen it anyway went up the hill uh, kid free actually uh, managed Sweet. to get the kids looked after so her and I went on a bit of a date which is the first time in ages and it's yeah. like one of the first dates we went on when we first met actually it was a snowboarding trip up there went yeah. to Porter's Heights up in the same field was it? Uh, it was one of the two we went to Mount Hutt originally then Porter's second so yeah it was one of them but I was like a dog standing up in the back seat of a car that's taken a corner quite abruptly you know can't keep your balance so I was falling over <laughs> quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I actually went onto the um, oh, what the fuck do they call it? That the magic carpet at the bottom to start with, you know, like the hardly. Well, you were that guy, were you? I was that guy on the hardly slope bit of snow, <laughs> and I, I did a quick run on that, and I was like, okay, yeah, we're good. And then went up to the intermediate one and spent a majority of the day up there before I uh, got my balls. And um, yeah, and then it was there was a good day out. To be fair, yeah. there's you know they have the chairlift they've got the t-bar and there's another one called a puma which is like a, an extendable rope that comes out and it's got this round seat on it that you can sort of put between yep. your legs or hold under your arms yep. i can't for the life of me stay on the puma i can't stay on it <laughs> i just i honestly i avoid it like the plague because i cannot it's stay on more it. for skiers isn't it it is yeah so it's harder yeah. for snowballs but what you can actually do is put it under the under your armpit and hold onto it like this Going sideways, oh, up, yeah. you know, going sideways up the hill. Anyway, I decided to grow some nuts and go up the Puma, and I got three quarters of the way up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to... And, and then the second time I went on it, I, I was going to make it. I was going to get all the way up there. I was literally 10 metres from the top, and it broke down. Oh, so I couldn't even, <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't even prove that I could get to the top. Um, so anyway, snowboarded down again, and this is nearer the end of the day now, so wife and I decided that we'd had enough. She she actually has, um, she's been skiing, cause she'd, she's just bought some skis as well, so she went up to the up to the very top of the chairlift with her skis, and she did some snowboarding as well, and I was just playing on the intermediate slope, and yeah. um yeah, and it was a good day out. She did enough, I did enough, and we wrapped it up. But I still, to this day, haven't managed to stay on the Puma. If the thing hadn't fucking broke down, I probably would have. Uh, oh, well, there's always next year. Yeah, but I, I, can't, I can't do the T-bars, man. There's just something about it. I, the T-bars suck for snowboarders. Yeah. Terrible well, things. Well, maybe next year, 
I'll fucking fly down in next winter and we'll, you and I will go up. Yeah, you we and should. I will take a day. Yeah, I think we should actually. Because uh, I've got I was going to maybe try and get up there while we come down this time around, but I'm not allowed. I won't be allowed to. I won't be able to. No, so, you probably shouldn't. Um, yeah, I won't even be going on the hydro slides either. <laughs> All this freaking way. Yeah. Can't go on the hydro slides. I said to the kids, I'll sit in the hot pool. You kids can go and play on the hydro slides. <laughs> well, there is one way you could numb the pain while they're all playing on the hydro slides. Yeah, I plan on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you and I will be too. Yeah, yeah. plenty of that consumed, I think. Yeah, you know, what's, you know what's good is where I live. What, mixing codeine and alcohol? <laughs> 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 Aside from that, we've actually got a pub two minutes from our house, but it's a real nice upmarket one. Cool. Yeah. I'm keen. I haven't tried it yet, so we'll both be uh, yep. popping our cherries in there, I think. Yeah, mate, I'm keen. Yeah. Looking forward to it very much. Yeah, it's going to be good. Not long now. It's like, yeah, two weeks tomorrow. I know. And I remember when you couldn't come down for the last school holidays, we were like, fuck, it's like two months away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where the time's gone, mate. This, these these school this school terms just been a blur. Aaron's Aaron's been busy. I've been busy, but I just it sucked now because I'm like I've got work to do in my shop, and I've had to ring the customers and say, "Sorry, but you're not going to get your jobs for a little while." Oh. Like, oh, why is it? I've got a broken back. <laughs> is there is there no one you can outsource it to? Not really, nah. Not locally. So, Bugger. Uh, it's just a setback. I've got just got to look at it as a setback. It's life throws these curveballs at you from yep. time to time. You just got to work through it. It happens. It does. Yeah, unfortunately, you'll be back into it in no time. Yep, back into it. I'm going through the ring roll of ACC at the moment. Yay! That's oh, fun. That sounds like great. <laughs> that sounds like a, a, a more fun ride than the hydra slides at the pools. Yeah, yeah, yeehaw! <laughs> I've had three phone calls from them just today. Really? Asking me questions and then they ring back. And the worst thing is, this, this seems to be happening a lot more in New Zealand, is that I got a guy on the end of the phone. I'm not, I'm not saying like anything to do with racism or anything like that, but this guy it was an Asian bloke and he rung me and his English was extremely bad. Like I could hardly understand him. And he's oh, that's not good. supposed to be ringing me from a New Zealand company mm. asking me quite in-depth questions about my health and my job and, you know, and all these yeah. things they want to know. Well, I suppose you've got, like, you got to wonder what, what answers is he writing down if his English isn't very good. How yeah, is he yeah. interpreting what you're saying to him? <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't seen any money out of them yet. So. Probably trying to get money out of you. Yeah, well, I know. I just tried. Actually, that was one of the things. He goes, oh, I don't know if you've paid your levy. And I said, I'm holding the piece of paper in my hand that says I paid my levy on this date only three months ago, whenever it was. So you got no friggin' excuse now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> when I was talking to you about uh, earlier in the podcast about how I hurt my back, but nowhere near as bad as yours, I did have to go on ACC, and they did the same thing where they rang me several times. You know, how did you do it? Where did you do it? Um, how severe was the pain? And blah blah blah. And it just got to the point where, like, why don't you guys just ask me all the questions in one phone call rather than ringing me three <laughs> times? And the other thing is, is that I gave them answers to different questions and they just they just went quiet for 10 seconds. And I was like, are you there? <laughs> oh, yes, sir, just, just, uh, just jotting me. I'm like, are you guys doubting me or something? You know, and I was just thinking to yeah, myself, yeah. the guy's so, so quiet. They're trying to trip you up. That's what they're doing. Oh, they're absolutely! Like, how can we get out of? How can we get out of this? Yeah, 
yeah. but try and trip this guy up. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember when I chipped my tooth about six months ago, my front tooth it broke off again. It was, yeah. a, it was a historical accident. I went through ACC, and they must have called me about four times just for my front tooth. And yeah. fair enough, they decided they weren't going to pay for it, and I kind of knew they probably wouldn't, but yeah, it was worth a shot. But, geez, the amount of questions just for a broken tooth, honestly, man. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though, eh? Because like they they want um, they want information out of you very quickly. But if you stop paying your ACC levies, fuck me, and they'll be on your ass pretty damn fast, yeah. won't they? Yeah, they'll be there pretty quick. Hand out. <laughs> so hung got- my, I finally got my guitar hung up on the wall. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Can see it? I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm finally. It, uh, so it's hung up high. It's hung up high on the wall, so you don't have to bend down to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> handy at the moment. <laughs> I haven't been able to put my socks on for two weeks. <laughs> oh dear. Well, your wife's having to dress you, is she? Oh, I've just been wearing jandals, mate. Look. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. That's one way around it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeans and jandals. How's showering? Why do you ask? <laughs> I'm just interested to know. I like thinking of you naked. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's it's actually like I said. There's not actually that much pain. It's it's just more if you do anything stupid or try and lift anything, mm, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, showering's all right. You just sort of gotta, you know. At the first sort of week, I was like trying to you try and wash under the armpits, trying to lift your arm up. You're like, no, I can't lift my arm up. <laughs> So it's freeing up. It's getting better. Yeah. Give it, you know, give it probably four weeks. It'll be mint. By the time we come down to your place in a couple of weeks, it should be a lot better. Good. Still, I'll still be taking it easy, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. How's um the housing market up in terms of the moment? You're starting to see properties go on the market all over the place because we're certainly starting to see it here. Yeah, there's definitely more going on the market. Well, the funny thing is, we went to Cook's Beach on Sunday. We just drove over because Chloe's outgrown her push bike now and we took Erin's one over to the beach ages ago. So we got that back here for her to ride. But So we just had a day at the beach. Um, and driving around Cook's Beach, probably for the last two or three years, you haven't seen a single house on the market because they don't even get to the market before they get sold. Mm. Um, but now there's actually quite a few for sale signs like Harcourts and that. You know, on we probably saw four or five with signs out the front yep. over there. So you're starting to see that they're actually having to advertise again and they're sitting on the market for a lot longer. The house next door to us, just over from us, that uh, went on the market oh, a couple of months ago now. Yep. And that's been sitting there for ages and it only just sold like last week. Okay. So Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's, so there's a few houses around us, say, which have been like auction this Saturday. And then it does it again and then suddenly it's uh, for sale by deadline and then suddenly it's got a price on it the next week, you know. Yeah, people, I they're think, just not selling now. No, they're not. And it's funny because we've got a house directly across from us, <laughs> which has been for sale now for about six weeks. Yeah. And you putting an offer yet? <laughs> no, no, we're not in a position to just yet. But yeah. the people that own the house are going to Australia and not coming back, but they've had tenants in there since we've been living in this house. So we've yeah. seen two sets of tenants go through and the second set moved out about five weeks ago, I think it was, and the house has been on the market. Anyway, my two older daughters, Ashlyn and Mia, they've figured out that if they go to the open home, they get free lollies and 
water. So there was an open home there. And because you know the real estate agents sometimes when they do an open home, they have these little gimmicky things like packets of lollies yeah. with their label on it and drink bottles with their real estate logo on it. <laughs> well, my daughters went over for a general look at the house once and um, they, 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 the agent seemed okay with that. But the girls got jelly beans and water and some other bits and pieces. And I thought, this is fucking great. <laughs> next, time, next time the home was open, they were back over there again without us knowing. They'd snuck out and came back with more more lollies <laughs> and then I had to go over and have a look at the house myself just to justify my kids going over there nicking all the yeah. lollies you know nice nice house but uh, they've done it three times now and we've said to them you have to stop doing this because the agent's going to tell you to fuck off yeah, get in trouble. <laughs> but isn't that brilliant? My kids have no shame, dude. They were just straight yeah, in there. That's good. It's a good way to be, though. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Com- at least they've got confidence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if the agent, um, I suppose the agent wants us to buy the house, so she's not going to tell them to pay out, is she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like go over there and go, oh, maybe we should buy this one. Yeah. It's a nice house. Yeah. Can't fault it. But yeah. you know, the state we're just not in a position right now. We're gonna we're not, not too we've far been away. we've been looking the way Aaron's job's been going and the stress and the shit with with my job and stuff. We sort of like, well, I wonder what you know if we did move and brought a lifestyle block, you know, maybe closer to Tarong or Hamilton, you know, you know, like a out further or Christchurch, um, what they'd be worth. So they're actually not too badly priced. Some of them, are eh? you're looking at. I mean, you know, we've got a house to sell. If, and go and buy something else, you know. So you're looking around the one, one million to one point four. You'd get a nice little lifestyle block with a good house, you know. Mm. So we have actually considered it, eh? Like considering maybe possibly moving in the next twelve months or something. I don't know. You might get yourself something decent in Christchurch for that price. <laughs> yeah, move down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not oh. fishing down there. <laughs> no, no, no. But um. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the lifestyle block thing has always been a personal goal as well. So yeah, if you if you want if you want to go do it. Yeah, it could be could be a go. I mean, it's just been a thought really, but just in the last sort of month or so, couple of months really, it's sort of become more than just a thought. You know, it's like oh, maybe we should actually seriously look at this. You know, get one with a big barn on it and turn it into a massive man cave. Yeah, yeah, with a big bar in it and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pool table, big screen. You could have a grandstand. We did find one, actually. Erin, my wife, goes, this is your shit. She says, this is your house. Look at this. And she showed me this massive house. Like, nice big house, but the barn on the side, a huge big barn, and um, half the barn had been turned into a bar. Oh, yeah. And it was freaking awesome. Like, a proper bar with um, like a little mini fake roof over the top of it. And it was probably oh, got four you. or five metres long. The bar it was huge. <laughs> Had a pool table in there, dartboards. What was it? Um, being... Lazy boys with a big screen TV. Was it being sold and, as is? Yeah, the bar was staying there. It was part of the shed. Yeah. And the other half of the shed was like a big workshop, like big two-bay workshop. And I was like, fuck, that's me That That's awesome. <laughs> But uh, they wanted about 1.6 or something, 1.7 for it. I was like, ooh, it's a bit steep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, okay. But that's the yeah. thing that you don't necessarily have to offer that much, though, eh, if you... Nah. It's got the old bloody juices flowing now, haven't you? Yeah, you just don't... Start looking at properties, eh? Yeah. There are a lot of nice properties around, to be honest. Like, there's a lot of stuff on the market at the moment that's really nice and tidy, good modern homes, you know? 
Yeah, well, that's it, and prices are coming down as well, so it's going to be easier. Yeah, they'll come down. I think, I think they'll they won't come down like the, like the ass isn't going to completely fall out of the market. It's um it's definitely going to come back. I reckon the Coromandel here is taking longer to sell, but they, the it's holding its price. Mm. The prices are staying high, so um, I think it's just because it's so close to the beaches and the Hauraki Gulf and the you know the bush and the things that people want. Yeah. Plus, Thames is turning into a big retirement village. <laughs> yeah, well, half of it, half of it, literally is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh well, fingers crossed, mate. You have to let me know if you sort of uh, make the move on that because. Yeah, it could be a go. We'll see. We sort of, you know, it's all up in the air at the moment. We're just looking and seeing early, what happens. Early stages. Early stages. Early yeah. stage. Yep. <laughs> Do you fancy a dad joke off, mate? Yeah, I've got a, got a couple here. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. All right, you first or me? I can go first. All right, go for it. Did you hear about it? Blah, 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 blah. I'm fucking out of practice. Did you hear about the constipated accountant? He could he couldn't budget, so he had to work it out with a pencil and paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's blue and not very heavy? Oxygen, light, bl- <laughs> light, light blue. <laughs> light blue. <laughs> you can never lose a homing pigeon. Did you know that? No. Because if you lose it, it's just a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> What would happen if a piano fell on you? You'd get flattened. Yeah, you would. You'd be flat. (laughs) You'd be flat. (laughs) What's a 72? 72. No idea. It's a 69 or three people watching. (laughs) (laughs) Two wind turbines were spinning away, and one said to the other, What kind of music do you like? He said, I'm a metal fan. <laughs> oh, here's one for you. What what goes in hard and dry but comes out wet and soft? Oh, I knew this one once upon a time, but I don't remember it. It's chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call an apology written in dots and dashes? <laughs> Remorse code. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, last one. A crazy wife says to her husband that moose are falling from the sky. And he says, No, it's just reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you'll love this one. Being a, a a diver, scuba diver yourself. Why do scuba divers fall backwards into the water? Why? So they don't fall into the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah, cheers. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the dad joke off. Thank you very much. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they good jokes because we dance. Still need that fart sound effect, though. Yeah, yeah. Farts are always funny. i tell you what, you you know, you texted me the other day, well, I was texting you the other day, and you said, oh, make sure you watch plenty of, you know, TV shows and that sort of thing. Yeah, I've been, I've been, like binge watching Family Guy. Oh, okay, yeah, on, and that's fucking hilarious. Eh? <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, I think, has got the best raw, rude sense of humour out of anyone in the world. Eh? He does, eh? <laughs> he does. I love that show. Actually, just going back to farts quickly. You know why farts stink, right? 
for the benefit of the deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Seth, Mac- Seth MacFarlane has definitely got a, uh, a different sense of humour, but I think it's bloody fantastic. So, did you? Did you? Have you been binging Family Guy from the start? No, no, I started. I had seen most of them. I think pretty much every episode. So I started at about season eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, okay. It's about twenty-two seasons, I think. Yeah. So, well, it got banned, eh, in the start of the two thousands. Yeah, it was banned yeah. from TV. It took them a few years to get back on air again, eh? Yeah, Peter Griffin's such a dumbass, though, eh? Like he's so brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It cracks me up how they just keep coming up with stuff, eh? You just think, yeah, well, that's so. They must have a whole team of people just watching the news and just seeing the funny side of everything. Yeah, I remember watching Family Guy for the first time in like 2002, 2000, maybe 2001, 2002. It was a friend of mine who just had heaps of episodes burnt onto a CD. Yeah. And I just remember, I think it was the first, maybe it was the first three or four seasons. And the like, the animation is also come up a lot as well in those years yeah yeah when it first started it was pretty basic eh? yeah well it was all hand i think it was all hand drawn by seth mcfarlane himself but these days obviously he's got his team yeah but um yeah it's funny because uh, i don't think i can play it on the podcast but if you go onto youtube and just find seth mcfarlane chatting with um graham norton yeah. There's a great clip there where he has a conversation with Stewie, Brian, and Peter, and Quagmire, all four of them, and he just breaks yeah. into each voice to make the conversation whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's brilliant. He's pretty clever, eh? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. He reckons, uh, I watched an interview with him once, and he reckons when to perfect those voices, he spent hours and out, like years pretty much just practicing those voices. Yeah. Get them right. Yeah, well, he's a classically trained singer as well, so uh, he can do a very good sort of Frank Sinatra-esque style. Yeah. He's a very good singer. Yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> there's there's a few good... Yeah, I, I love some of the characters on there, but I think the seediest one is that Herbert the Pervert, you know? Mm. <laughs> oh, those hamstrings. <laughs> Come over here, boy. And he's, like, <laughs> he's whistling, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hmm, <laughs> I done got me a new paper boy. Hmm. <laughs> 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 this dog does the same thing, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. What have you been streaming it on? Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I watched the full season of, or the first full season of Obi-Wan Kenobi as well. Right. So, so that was a bit of a Star Wars geek me, so I watched the first, I think it was like eight or six or eight episodes or something oh yeah oh well, there we go mate we'll have to start making this a uh, an ongoing thing whilst you're injured off work Oren's yeah. uh, Oren's Disney Plus reviews <laughs> <laughs> ladies yeah. and gentlemen what has Oren been watching this week <laughs> yep I'm trying to I'm trying not to just sit and watch TV I try and get out and go for a big walk every day keep myself active and yeah, keep the enough. blood flowing and keep everything healing yep and uh been out in the office out here doing a bit of paying some bills and oh fun doing some bits and pieces but yeah because when everybody's injured all they want to do is pay bills yeah yeah fuck that <laughs> <laughs> oh shit but no, I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep you informed as to what i'm watching yeah definitely mate i might have to get netflix back soon though because eh? sort of starting to get to the end of the end of the rope i think with um disney plus 
Oh, okay. I mean, about watched everything on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to run out of things. Apparently, it's starting to run out. Apparently, because I have Netflix and we don't watch a hell of a lot of it, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But apparently, they're going to take away the ability to binge watch things. They they're going to start dropping episodes in weekly for various things now. I don't know why. Binge watching yeah. is, is is a cool thing to do, man. You don't want to. Yeah. You must well watch TV if you're going to fucking wait for an episode weekly. Good luck with that. There's nothing on TV these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I mean, though. Like, you may as well be watching TV if you're going to have to wait a week for an episode to come up. Yeah, Because yeah. you can't fucking binge watch on the TV, can you really? No. No. Although my kids have figured out they can watch um, TVNZ On Demand instead of just watching TV. Like they've been oh. watching the block NZ. Yeah. I think the on-demand services that we've got for our New Zealand TV channels are fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's good now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, really stepped up. All right, mate. Well, I'm going to uh, go and do my radio show because I haven't done it yet today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Is it due tomorrow? Uh, yes. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do it tonight so at least I can have an hour on the couch with the wifey because she's stuck on the couch with the sore back and she probably needs a cuppa. Um, yeah. Better be a good husband. But anyway, so... I have talked in this podcast about how I'm starting a new um, Britpop radio show. Uh, we will have another episode before that starts. I'll give you all the details then. But when you're coming down for a holiday soon, mate, we're going to be having a couple of beers. So that yep. leads me on to this last thing here. It's a piece of audio from the legend that is Liam Gallagher of Oasis, one of the Britpop kings. And he says that going out for one beer, it's never just one. And another thing that does my annoying is people when they turn around and go, you're coming out for the beer, and you're going, no, 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 I'm trying to be good. And they go, just come for one. What is the point of going for one? Do you know what I mean? They're just trying to pull the wool over your eyes, aren't they? You know what I mean? Whoever has one, I'm going to get up, put my clothes on, meet you in the booze, all right, man, how's it going? Oh, your dog died. No, you got to listen to that. And then you have the beer, and that is it. If we're going out, we're going to go out, we're going to have hundreds, you know what I mean? You're going to at least ten, aren't you? You know what I mean? Not going to have one. <laughs> Especially when you're catching up with mates, it's never one. It's never one, as the uh, the king of Britpop Liam just said there. All right, mate, take care. Good to see you up and about anyway, and we'll catch up with the next one. And, of course, don't forget the day this comes out, Friday the 23rd of September 2022, is the first birthday of Tradio. So you can send cakes and cash to... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tradiochat at gmail.com. Anyway. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. Will do. See you. Catch up. Radio.